Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show. Last show of the week because it's a Friday. No, 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 no. Damn it. Stab it. Stab it. Ah. Don't counteract it with your own weirdness. <laughs> a Friday is a great day here on the Ralph Report because it gets to, it gets to what it it gets it, to it, what it, you it, like. The weekend it means we get to walk <laughs> hand in hand together into the weekend. Oh, I love that. But Fridays aren't just any Fridays here on the Ralph Report. Oh no, au contraire, mon frere, mm-hmm. it's Hot Fudge Friday. Yeah! I'm What's going on? Hot fudge for the morning. We're gonna have some fun. Hot fudge for the morning. What's going on? Hot fudge for the morning. Not only is it hot fudge Friday, but it's the twenty-first, the Friday the twenty-first. Would you like to know what month? Yes, we're in right now. Well, because Please. on Fridays we open up the video vault, ah. I thought it'd be appropriate to have a movie-themed hmm. holiday okay. month. Okay, not a holiday day. at all. Day, yes, in the month. In the month. Of in October, this month, yes. it, it's not. It's not it's, that month. You not, said no. It's, no not. it's not that month. What is it? It's Belloctober. <laughs> Belloc. It's Belloctober 21st. <laughs> I want to thank Martin from Halifax, Nova Scotia for that one. Maybe the deepest poll so far. That was sweet. Belloctober. Belloctober. The year, <laughs> it's 2022, year of science. Science! Oh, hell, science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us today here on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. G's up. Hose down. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Pence called it. That was in my mailbox <laughs> before we finished recording the show uh, for yesterday for the live four stars. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's our own vegan giant, John Fink, there. Oh, so. How many of those did you have to sift through to get that one? A lot of people jumped on the G's up, hose down train. <laughs> the Ralph Report. G's up, hose down. You got to love the pipes of, oh, the, yeah. of the great vegan giant. Yeah, they are so amazing. That's the one that we used. Kids, so happy you decided to be with us. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the rear admiral himself, sheriff of Ghost Town, mayor of Myrtle, victim of vandalism. <laughs> he is the Dilf Pickle. Yeah. Nipsey Muscle. <laughs> Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Uh, 
Yo, ho, Eddie. What do you got lined up over the weekend, Eddie Pants? What are your big plans? Any shows oh. that people can check out and see your comedy stylings? Oh, I don't have any shows lined up this weekend. Next week, I got a couple shows. I got a big one next Friday up in uh, Agora Hills. So oh. That'll be fun. I promoted about that one already. I'll do some more promoting. Now, this weekend, I don't have too much going on. Do you have on. any idea the name of the club in Agora Hills that you'll be performing it's at? It's a saloon. <laughs> Once I know again. it's a saloon. <laughs> Once again... Give me the sec. master of promotion comes up dry. It isn't a saloon. It's a saloon. He's it's, he's moving up in the world from breweries to to, a, to saloons. Saloon. It's one a day, saloon. one day, kids. I predict Eddie Pence will be playing in a comedy club. But that's just no. That's, fuck comedy clubs. That's pie in the sky. It's right not where now. comedy is. Um, still, I'm looking. I'm nothing. looking right now. It's, it's a saloon. It's a saloon. So I know. If it's you're a in saloon. The, the Agora Hills, California area, just go to all the saloons. <laughs> You can find until you run Give across. Give me a second, just Eddie just Pence. Do some more witty banter. How That's, do you? You're good at that. Not know where you. Right, it's book, coming up right you've here. Booked yourself because I never. I know I book. Well, people reach out and book me. I'm not like. Still, there must be some communication between the two parties regarding your appearance. Borderline saloon in the Agora Hills. Borderline saloon. I'm guessing it's right there on the border of Agora Hills and Woodland Hills. Yes, or the borderline. Well, I don't know if you remember like. Three, four, five years ago, they had that shooting there at that saloon up in Agora Hills. That's where the, it's that same establishment. <laughs> Way to promote so. it. <laughs> Nothing says comedy like a crime scene. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Good point. So feel safe. We're all safe. <laughs> the Borderline Saloon, and that's next week. Agora Hills. Agora Hills. Next uh, Friday night. Next Saturday night, I'll be in Morro Bay. Oh, Morro Bay. At the Veterans Memorial Building. Playing to our, our troops, are you? I don't know. Is maybe. It a, is it a USO kind of thing? I just, that's the building. I don't know if you're there's just, troops involved. There just, could be. You're just going to show It could up. just be the room. All right. Well, we'll promote that all over again next week, closer <laughs> to the actual venues. But this weekend, it's just rest and relaxation? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I'm glad. Just kicking it. Good. Old school. No, same here. No big plans. No big plans? Well, it's not necessarily true. Yeah. I got, I got a big... I'm going to a big party. Oh, a party. Yeah, but I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. But I'll talk about it on Monday. Okay. When the party's over. Okay. I'll talk about it. So you want party. people trailing you to the, to the party? I can't. I cannot reveal any details about the party. Okay. I remember your it 4th is of a super secret party. I remember your 4th of July party didn't end well. No, it did not. So let's, let's, no, let's not repeat that at this new party. I have made a vow. Okay. Not to get into an altercation over the Kardashians. Okay, that's all I needed to know. At this particular That's all party. I needed to know. But it's a super-duper secret party. Okay. And I cannot divulge any more details. All right, can't wait till Monday. But Monday morning, oh boy, well, I have You're stories aplenty. Dish, dish, dish. Oh, so many stories. <laughs> Unless... I'd love to ride on the drinking board. I can't remember anything uh, about or it. Or you're asked to leave early. Or I'm asked to leave early, but we'll see. So that's our plans for the weekend, kids. But forget the weekend. How mm. about Friday? How about today's show? Yeah. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'm telling you why. It's going to be a good show. Steve Ashton is on hand, of course, the UK update, and he'll be participating in our video vault segment mm. towards the end of the show. Yes. This week, in honor of the passing of one of the great British character actors, Robbie Coltrane, many folks know him as Hagrid, the giant from the uh, Harry Potter films, but he had a long long career uh, above and beyond those films yes. on television in the UK and also played here in the States, a great series called Cracker. If you've never seen that, he played a criminologist in that great series. Um, ton of films as well. Uh, Mona Lisa. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we're going to pick three of our favorite Robbie Coltrane performances to feature in the video vault. Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports will be stopping by to talk okay. about 
The NFL Weekend will be covering Eddie Pence's beloved Washington Commanders as they go up against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, this that's weekend. right. Best of luck to you. It depends. Hopefully we get the Packers that played the Jets last weekend. You never know who's going to show up. This Packers team is uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Well, they got a good quarterback and a young bunch of other people. So, Yeah, they do. You're going up against uh, one of the greats. Yeah, I know. But he doesn't even buy a throw to, so that's helping. And then uh, Taylor Heineken comes yeah, in. Yeah, Heineke. Right? Heineke's back. Open up a six-pack of Heineken. <laughs> so Can't play worse than what Wins is doing. So I suppose that's true. All those things coming up, as well as, not despite of. In spite of. In spite of. As well as the entertainment news, your phone calls, all kinds of good stuff here on the show. You're going to say, yeah, this is the way to kick off a weekend. Stock guarantee. You know, here on the Ralph Report, besides being Hot Fudge Friday. Yeah. Well, it's also Sergeant Joe Friday. My name's Friday. I carry a badge. Those are the dulcet tones of actor Jack Webb, who, of course, played Sergeant Joe Friday on the long-running TV series Dragnet. We always love to feature the wit and wisdom of Jack Webb here on Sergeant Joe Friday, but not exclusively. Usually we'll play some piece of drama, yeah. some great performance by Jack Webb, yeah. but there's a softer side to Jack Webb as well. Mm-hmm. From time to time, we will feature his musical stylings yes. from an album called Just the Tracks, Ma'am where Jack Webb takes on some of his favorite classics from the Great American Songbook. Thank God he did. And he gets a jazz combo to play behind him. And Jack doesn't really sing as much as he does recite lyrics in a, <laughs> in a very tender way. This particular, to- this particular song is called You Wouldn't Recognize the Old Place Now. And it's a story of a man sitting at home, longing for his lady who's gone. And we can't quite figure out where she is or why she left. But we just know his heart's a-aching. And he's waiting for her to return. Please, sit back, pour yourself a glass of wine, perhaps light a candle, and enjoy the romantic stylings, the softer side of Jack Webb on this Dragnet Sergeant Joe Friday. I went to get the mail the minute that it came. And then I read your letter here, beside your picture frame. Dear, when you're not here, our little nest is not the same. You'd never know the old place now. I had to write a note to keep my spirits up. Tonight I washed the dishes and I broke your favorite cup. Curtains are in ribbons. I forgot to mind the pup. Oh, oh shit. No. Oh, no. You'd never know the old place now. Oh, no. It's a broken cup. There's a starving dog. Letting the dog shit everywhere. Just the, the, curtains the curtains are in ribbons. How long has he been alone? <laughs> What's happening in that house? Like he's just not caring anymore. He's just giving up on life. Wow. She must have been great in bed. I hope she doesn't come back. I do too. Oh, he's in deep shit. He's going to be horrified at what she finds. <laughs> that dog's be eating his dead carcass. <laughs> <laughs> He'll, he's going to open up a vein using a shard of that broken <laughs> coffee cup. It's just sad, but tender, the tender side of Jack Webb, Sergeant Joe Friday. All right, let's turn our attention now to Garmy members near and far, local and abroad. 
from this place to that place. Mm, okay, all east and west, east north west, and south. North and south. The great beyond. The great beyond. No, they're not calling from the great beyond. You don't know. I hope. You don't know. We love it when you reach out to us. There's a number of ways you can do it, by the way. If you want to send us an email, well, that's pretty simple. Ralph, mm-hmm. Eddie, or Steve at theralphreport.com. If you'd like to find us on social media, just look for our names, Eddie Pence, Steve Ashton, and Ralph Garman, or... If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, well, that's easy, too. You just got to dial up the old Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. You just have to dial the number, 1-833-HEY-RALPH. Once again, 1-833-HEY-RALPH. And I like to make a note from time to time, if you're outside the United States and you'd like to call in, you probably can't dial it up just on your phone. So you can go to Skype, use their keypad. You punch that in and you can get a hold of us. I love listening to your voicemails. I listen to each and every one of them. Anything that's on your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, I listen to it all. Then I grab a handful of them and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your First up is Drew from the Bronx. Eddie, you'll be happy to know this call has nothing to do with the wager you made regarding the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders. There's no reference to putting spaghetti in your face. Sorry, I like spaghetti. I'm not going to hate this. Well, you're going to be wearing it, I fear. I I might eat some. At the end of the season, you may be wearing spaghetti and a pie for dessert. We'll see. You're going to get a full course meal. world could end by then. It could. Anyway, Drew called in. Yesterday, we were talking about that snake that ended up on that plane. Oh, yeah. United Airlines flight. Yeah. Yeah. And we played uh, the classic line by, of course, the great Sam Jackson from the movie Snakes on a Plane. Yes. Hey, Ralph. Yo, Eddie. What a do, crew. Look, yesterday you were playing the uh, the sound clip of Sam Jackson from uh, Snakes on a Plane. If you've never heard the TV edit of that line, go look it up. It is fucking fantastic, and it makes zero goddamn sense. Yeah. They just threw words at it to make it sound like the original script. But, oh, my God, it, the first time I heard it, I couldn't believe it. It's so fucking funny. Go look it up. You'll have a laugh. Anyway, LMB. Thank you, Drew. Yeah, if you're not familiar with how it works on broadcast television, they obviously can't air the curse words that you'd see in a feature film. So when Sam Jackson says this up on the big screen. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Often they'll have an actor come back into the recording booth and record a line that matches his lip and mouth movements, but doesn't use the curses. This, Drew is right, this may be the worst example of such an edit ever recorded. Once again, the movie version. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Versus the TV version. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Monday Monday to Friday plane? Monkey fighting snakes. They're not fighting any monkeys on that plane. (laughs) Well, they may have at some point, but not on this plane. And I certainly don't know what a Monday through Friday plane is. Does that plane not work on the weekends? Maybe it's just a business sort of a commuter plane. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. (laughs) Monday to Friday plane. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) 
On yesterday's show, we came up with the brilliant, in my opinion, idea of this Halloween just dressing up your genitals. Yeah. Don't put on a full costume. No. Just dress your genitals, much like Eddie did with the uh, the sex werewolf <laughs> art he created, which was a man who transformed into a werewolf, but only in his genital region. <laughs> so we thought, what a great idea. Just dress up yeah. your genitals. And Eddie said he's going to dress his penis up as a Han Solo yes. this year. Not a great idea, according to Andrew. Hey, Ralph and you, Hootie. This is Andrew, two-star from Iowa. Uh, Eddie. I got to caution you about dressing up your penis as Han Solo for Halloween. Everyone knows Han shot first. Right? At least he gets his shot off. You're going to be premature ejaculating all over the place. <laughs> Maybe pick another character, a longer lasting character. I'm happy with that one. Speaking again of the genitals and yeah. costumes, another great idea from the Garmy. Hey, just calling for a suggestion. Maybe we can do a Ralph Report costume Halloween party, um, and all the guys of the Ralph Report, uh, the Garmy, can dress up their wieners, and Eddie can be the judge, and he can tell us who won the competition. So, right. uh, guys, let's start sending dick pics to Eddie. Great. Eddie at the RalphReport.com. Okay, bye. Great idea. You all lose automatically. Thank you so much. You're all, you've already lost. I would judge if I had all the time, but I, I'm just so you know what? I'm so preoccupied. I'll forward them all to you. So Eddie will, will but I don't have time to, to go through them and I will, judge. I will forward them and then post them on Twitter. You, on the other hand, have the, free with, time on your hands. With the names of the people that sent them to And me. so you can go through them and take a look yes. and see which ones you think are the best and then maybe award a, a, a prize. I'll, I'll post them all on the uh, Ralph Report comment page. I think it's a great I idea. Guess. I think we all need to see this. And, you know, we like to play upbeat music for you each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits on Fridays. Thanks to the movie Vault, we like to feature songs that have appeared in motion pictures. Annette called in for this happy hit. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, and uh, what it do to the crew. This is Annette, four-star uh, original gangster oh, gee. from Fountain Valley, California. Um, I wanted to request a happy hit for Friday for my sister, Annette. Uh, her birthday is on Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, we are 20... Oh, <laughs> had some wine. We are turning 58 this year. Uh, I mean, Annette. Annette is turning 58. We? Uh, yeah, we're twins, but I know oh. the rules, and I'm a teacher, so I don't break the rules. So mm -hmm. I would never request a song for my birthday. Right. The song was also in some movies. It was in Kingpin, Hot Tub Time Machine, mm -hmm. um, Big Daddy, okay. Since You've Been Gone, right. and um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. The song is Save It For Later by The English Beat. It came out in 1982 when uh, we were seniors in high school, mm. and ska music was all the rage. Mm -hmm. It's one of her favorite songs that I like too, mm -hmm. but not requesting it for me no. because I follow directions yeah. and I don't want to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I hope you play it for my sister Annette for her birthday and um, bring back some 80s memories. Love you. Mean it. Bye. I thought she said her name was Annette. I don't Maybe know. she's Nanette and the other twin is Annette. They couldn't have done that. But here's, They couldn't have gone Nanette and Annette. They think they absolutely could have. Or Annette and Annette. Like Eminem. <laughs> Annette and Net. Annette and Net. <laughs> Regardless, Nanette slash Annette, you if you call in 
for a birthday shout out for your sister, yeah. that also is against the rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about you calling one out for you. Any birthday celebrations here in the Ralph Report are verboten, yeah. as they say in Germany. Mm. We don't do that. We don't do shouts for birthdays yeah. or anniversaries or anything. Yeah. So you have flagrantly broken the rules. Yeah. And as a teacher, I think you should be reprimanded. You should be sent to the principal's office. Detention. And perhaps even paddled. Do Ooh, they still paddle? They should. They for, should this. for this, they should paddle. Absolutely. So I'm just using you as an example, okay? You have broken the rules, mm. and we don't we don't cotton to that around here on the Ralph Report. Mm, nope. And so I'm sorry, but I simply must I must give you some punishment. Mm. Okay, that's three. Three. I think she's earned three. You think three's enough? <laughs> three lashes? Yeah, maybe. You think three? What about Annette or Nanette? Which oh one? yeah, I forgot they're twins. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Annette and Nanette. That's for the twins. Anyway, so just disregard that phone call. Yeah. However, I do happen to like this song. The English beats save it for later. So it it for no connection whatsoever. None whatsoever. I am gonna play it as today's happy hit. a fucking time machine it is good you hear that you go right back to the 1980s thanks to everybody who called in today you too can be featured in the garmy on the line segment but in order for that to happen well as you can imagine you gotta call me On Fridays, I love it because it gives us a chance to give to the Garmy. Potentially, a Garmy member today could win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, on the Garmy Game Show. 
It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Ralph Garmin. Thank you, John Cooperman. Hope your butt's okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show, the only game show here on the Ralph Report, and the only show where you can win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, via those of us who work here on the Ralph Report. You know how the game works. Once again, I will be answering questions from the Quizmaster General, mm. Mr. Eddie Pence. He is going to deliver to me 10 questions of varying difficulty. Yes. Depends on what kind of mood Eddie's in. Sometimes he slaps me down with some, what time at the end of the day did this guy pick his I nose? I don't do that. And then sometimes uh, they're reasonable. 10 questions. If I get five out of 10. Yes. Well, then today's lucky Garmy member that we've chosen at random will win today's prize. Should I get 10 out of 10? Yes. I don't believe I've ever gotten 10 out you of 10. You got nine, yeah. I think. Uh, if I get 10 out of 10, you'll get today's prize plus the bonus grand prize, which, of course, is the Eddie Pence Comedy Unspecial on DVD. If I get zero, which, again, I don't think has ever happened, you get a, a consolation prize of the Eddie Pence Comedy Special on audio CD disc. Let's find out what today's Garmy member could win if I get five out of ten questions correct. Let's ask Ralph Garmin. Tell him, Ralph. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, the lucky Garmy member could win... The Ralph Report coffee mug. That's right, orange on the inside, white on the outside, surrounded by the Ralph Report logo. But wait, there's more. They could also win the Ralph Report shot glass. That's right, a shot glass suitable for holding liquids. It's glass, it's clear, and it has the Ralph Report logo. Both of these could be today's prize if Ralph gets five out of ten. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you so much, Ralph Garmin. <laughs> so that's today's prize. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's find out who I'm playing for today. Again, these names are chosen at random. If you would like to be a participant in the Garmy Game Show, it's pretty simple. All you got to do is send us an email, Ralph or Eddie or both of us at theralphreport.com. Put Garmy Game Show in the subject line, please, and then give us your full name and mailing address so in case you win, we can send your prize to you without having to hunt you down and ask you what your mailing address is. Today, we're playing for... Karina Hears. Karina. Karina Hears. Or Karina. I guess it's Karina Hears. Mm -hmm. And she hails from beautiful Riverside, California, here in Southern California. Got so, it. Karina, it's you and me against Eddie Pence. Let's see how I can do. Tell me what yes. today's topic is for the Garmy game. Well, show. we're getting close to Halloween. Arr and we talked about the werewolf. Arr -arr 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 being one of the classic Universal monsters. Yeah, the Wolfman. Uh, so I'm going to give you a quiz based on the classic Universal monster movies. Oh, I see. Hovering around the classic, you know, the main ones. All right. Let, let Dracula, me see. Uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Creature, uh, from, creature the Black from the Black Lagoon. The Mummy. The Mummy. Those guys. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, uh, there's not one. Okay. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. I did not so go those that. five are the those, ones we're, that's the, those we're five. circling? Those five. Fair enough. Do I have a sample or am I yes. just going to go cold here's your, into that here's your, good night? For, here's your sample question. What, this is multiple choice, by the way. Mm -hmm. What was the first monster pair-up movie? Was it A, Frankenstein meets Dracula? Mm. B, Frankenstein meets the mummy? Mm. C, Frankenstein meets the wolfman? Mm. Or D, House of Frankenstein? Mm. What was the first pair-up? Mm. Mm. Doing my monster impression. Mm. 
I believe it was House of Frankenstein. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Wow. Was the first pair-up film. It was actually the, I think the sequel to Frankenstein, I believe. Or Frank, no, sequel I to think, Wolfman. I think Bride of Frankenstein was the sequel it, to Frankenstein. It was a sequel to Wolfman. Frankenstein was Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets, meets Wolfman. Wolfman. Huh? Yeah. Was it, did Boris Karloff play uh, Frankenstein? I believe in that one? so. Do you know? I don't know. Was the talented Lon Chaney Jr. the Wolfman? Again, I don't know. Well, you I didn't do, do this some research. Much. I didn't do this much well, research. Well, look it up, man. On the practice question. Fix your life. Fucking pr- okay. You ready? All right. All right. Okay. First one. First official one. I'm not feeling good after okay, that you'll sample. Okay, you'll be fine. What Universal monster film was originally shot in 3D? <gasps> I think I know this because I believe they made a big deal about showing it in its original 3D version on television, mm-hmm. and you had to go to 7-Eleven to get your you goggles. Did. Yes, I remember so that. So I believe it was the creature from the Black Lagoon. There you <laughs> go. See? <laughs> okay, more. here's some more questions from Creature of the Black Lagoon. How is the creature from the Black Lagoon killed? Oh. Is he A, electrocuted, oh. B, shot to death, C, blown up, or D, run over by a boat. <laughs> I don't think that would do it because he's aquatic. You'd think. Um, how mm, was he killed? Mm, mm. Filleted and battered? Maybe. Is that on the list? Deep fried? Made into a filet fish sandwich? <laughs> I, God, I haven't seen this in so long. I believe he was electrocuted. Shot to death. Mm. He was shot to death. That's not nearly That's, as interesting as my version. It's not. Mm. Right, number three. Okay, what is the Gill Man or the creature from the Black Lagoon? What is he? Is he A, a prehistoric monster? Mm. B, a scientific experiment gone awry? Mm. C, a nuclear abomination? Mm. Or D, a natural aberration? Aberration. Sorry. Mm. A natural aberration. Wow, those are all fascinating possibilities. If I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. They found him in like some old river and some secluded joint. And they discovered that he was, in fact, some prehistoric creature, I think. There you go. (laughs) Look at you. Me and the Gill Man were tight. Me and the Gill G-Man. Tight. Okay, what was the first well-known universal monster to appear on screen? Was it A, Dracula, B, the Mummy, C, Frankenstein, or D, the Wolfman? Well, first well-known. So you're saying this this character was known before the movie? Well, yeah, okay. probably. I, well, I believe... But I, the first I, well-known Universal monster film. I think... Oh, I see. So the... Uh, okay. Um, well, I know Dracula uh, was a popular stage play, and mm-hmm. I believe was the precursor to all of them, so I'm saying Dracula. There you go. Look at you. Blah. You know your Listen shit. to the children at the night. <laughs> what music they make. Blah. Blah. Okay. Are you done? Are you, are you done? Blah. Okay. You done? Okay. Here Number. Here we go. Ready? Ha- <laughs> How many actors played Frankenstein's monster? Oh, fuck me. Fuck me hard. Just give me a number. Just how many? Give me well, a number between one and five. Well, I know Boris didn't do them all. Between one and five. Uh, they fear, so, yeah. Like you're talking lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he played him throughout all the years. Of In Frank- the classic Universal monster you know, the Frankenstein movies, there have been so many. It depends. You're evil with this question. 
Um, the classic Universal Monsters. That doesn't mean anything. You're just repeating that over and over well, again. Well, it's not like Robert De Niro isn't one of them. Because I don't know how many classic, considered classic Universal oh. monster versions of Frankenstein there are. I'm going to go right down Main Street, right in the center, yeah. and say three actors. Three actors played him. Four. Four. Four actors. Bite me. So you're probably not going to get the follow-up question. You probably won't. Name, name all the actors who played Frankenstein. Name the four actors who played Frankenstein. Why don't you monster? name my balls? How Larry about Larry and Curly. None of my balls are Curly. I don't know all the names. Okay, Jesus. well, just name some. Yeah, well, I know Boris Karloff. Uh-huh. And I know... Uh, okay. And I know... Who else do you I know? I want to say the other actors were mm -hmm. um, uh, Jack Pierce. No, that was the guy who did the makeup. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it was uh, Bella Lugosi. Okay, you got two. And then you got two of the four. There was also uh, uh huh, uh, Jaime Lefkowitz. Jaime Lefkowitz. I think he did a turn in a lesson. Famously known. played him last. I don't know the other two. I just <clears throat> I don't know. Lon Chaney, really, and Glenn Strange. Glenn Strange played Frankenstein's mm. monster. Okay, here we go. Rough patch. We'll get through it. Who's the only actor who played Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the mummy? Well, the only actor who played all three. Well, yeah, I know. You just told me Bela Lugosi played Frankenstein, right. and I know Boris Karloff played Frankenstein, and Boris Karloff played the Mummy right. in The Mummy's Curse. But I don't know if Bella ever played a mummy. Right. But I don't know if Karloff ever played Dracula. <laughs> so I have it's it's a Sophie's <laughs> choice here. It's so much. I'm going to say Bella took more jobs than Boris did, so I'm going to say Bella Lugosi. Lon Chaney Jr. You shut the front Played door. Played all three. You son of a I bitch. I did. That's what he did. That's what he told me. You're a son of a bitch. Okay, here we You're go. You're a monster. What about this one? You're a monster. Okay. No, this one's... And you should be... You should get this one. You'll get this one. Right. I'm pretty sure you'll get this one. All right. What was the name of Frankenstein's hunchback assistant in the 1931 film Frankenstein? This seems like a trick question. Doesn't it? It does. Doesn't it, it seem like, like you're a trick question? setting me up for It failure. seems like it would be one thing that everyone assumes. Right. But am I remembering young Frankenstein or am I remembering <laughs> the real Frankenstein? I don't know. Uh, master, master, um, uh, if, would it be, Yes. would it be Igor? <laughs> Fritz. Fuck you. Fritz. Fuck you Fritz. with Frankenstein's <laughs> cock. Fritz. That's how you should be fucked. Well, that could be big or small, depending on who he took it from. Fritz. Fritz. Don't Fritz. Like, oh, everyone knows it's Fritz. <laughs> Son of a I bitch. thought you would get that. You, that seems like something you would know. You're the worst. That's why I picked that you're one. You're the worst person I'm not. on the planet. Okay, this one, we, we actually covered this on the Ralph Report, I think, about a year ago. Okay, so this... this you should have some this, point of reference. This is covered in class, so I yes. should get it on the final? What, what Universal film has a Spanish version entirely different from the American? Mm. We covered this last Halloween, I believe. Mm. 
Is it A, Frankenstein? I don't think I need your, uh, your, B, your multiple choice. The mummy. I don't think I okay, even want fine. your multiple choice. Fine. Uh, because I happen to know this. Okay. Fact, I would hope, since you. As a fact. Since you did this before. That it is Dracula. There's a Spanish version of Dracula. Yes, they yes. shot it at night. They did. While the other team shot during the day. Bleh. Bleh, 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 bleh. Yo tengo tu sangre. All right, last question. Bleh. Last question. Bleh. Pivotal question. This is a this is a deal breaker. This, this is, is an all or nothing. This is the one. All right. Who played Dracula only twice? You cocksucker. He only played him twice. Do you need a, do you need multiple choice names? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. A. Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. B. Bella Lugosi. Okay. Or C. Boris Karloff. Mm. He only played him twice. Mm. Only played him twice. All right. A, B, or C. Mm. How many times mm. did did Bella play Dracula? It's got to be between Bella and Lon Chaney. Okay. It's gotta be between All right. So we've eliminated. I've eliminated. Carl. I'll give you that. It's between those two. I'm. That's what I said. You're not giving me anything. I'm giving it to you. It's I, given. No, I already okay. decided that then that's I'm taking what it her back. It's, it could be all three. It's not all three. It it's be. between those two. And I think this is going to shock everyone. It's hard to believe. As popular as he was in that character, Bella Lugosi only played it twice. Oh, my Look goodness. Look at you. <laughs> Clutching defeat. From the jaws of victory. No, vice versa. Vice versa. Vice versa. Clutching victory from the jaws of defeat with five right and five wrong. <laughs> Karina, I just squeaked by, but the good news is you're getting a mug and a shot glass courtesy of those of us here at the Ralph Report, thanks to the Garmy Game Show. See you next time on the Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Name the actors. You should you, you should burn you should, in hell. You should pre-smash the mug and then fix it back together so it's like a Frankenstein mug. Oh, see? And send it to her. To tie it in. To the tie it theme. all together. I have perfected my shipping. Have you? you? Yes. Okay. Let me tell you, you want to know how I did it? How? How did you do it? I've got a smaller box ah. inside the bigger box. A double boxed. So I put the mug in the smaller right. box. Then I packed the packing goods around that smaller oh, box. Almost like insulation. Inside the bigger box. In a home. So no matter what you do to that outer box. You can't touch the inner box. It's not, it's not going to affect the right. inner box. Mm, okay. A little bit of packing genius. I didn't know that. From yours truly. Seems like a lot. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time to turn our attention to the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, this surprised me, but I guess that's why we got courts. No. Kevin Spacey yesterday found not liable in the sex abuse lawsuit that was brought by actor Anthony Rapp. 
You may know Rap. He's currently starring in Star Trek Discovery, and he claims when he was just a teenager performing on Broadway. 14, right? Yeah, 14 years old at the time. He was invited to a party at Kevin Spacey's home, and it was there that Rap alleges without his consent, Spacey made unwanted sexual advances towards him, allegedly grabbing his buttocks, lifting him onto a bed, laying on top of his body. Oh, my God. This all has been in court for the past two weeks, and it took a jury less than an hour to deliberate yesterday, but they found Spacey not liable in the sex abuse case. Uh, Rap was suing for $40 million, and uh, we'll get none of it now. Mm. Now, I don't... I don't I, I, see, the law, the law is always sketchy to me. I think maybe the jury thought that Rap's team didn't provide compelling enough evidence yeah. to prove without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Although, in a, in a civil case, you don't have to. You don't have to have reasonable doubt, You right? don't have to uh, avoid reasonable doubt, but they just decided not to award the uh, the, hmm. the the decision, if you will, the verdict yeah. to, uh, to Rap. And I, I try to follow along with that concept innocence until proven guilty yeah but just it just seems something fix seems fishy to me yeah and i hate to to cast aspersions on kevin spacey's character but he seems shifty to me is that wrong just to prejudge someone based I mean, on a feeling he i went, guess it is he went to trial he got you know i guess that's why we have courts that's why you have courts but i was surprised by the outcome speaking of legal news and celebrities this is a shocker Andy Dick's in jail again. Oh, no. How? Believe Why? It, believe it or not, the wholesome Andy Dick is in trouble with the law. I can't believe it. Listen, Andy Dick has just been in nothing but trouble with the law for the past couple of years. He hasn't worked at all. He was thrown off of a set because of his behavior. Who invited him to the set? Um, no, not this particular case. I'm saying the last time he worked, I, I know, think it was I'm a couple saying, years ago. Why would anyone cast him in anything? Well, I think he's a fairly funny dude, but if cast right. not worth the trouble. But he does have a lot of baggage that follows him around. This time it happened in Santa Barbara. He was arrested last week for allegedly stealing power tools from an abandoned home. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there was a home that was undergoing um, a reconstruction. Right. And at night, he broke into that home and tried to steal power tools that were on the scene for the construction job. <laughs> Someone saw him go in, and they called the Santa Barbara Police Department, and that's when, upon arrival, they uh, found Andy Dick fleeing the scene, and they have charged him with stealing uh, power tools from the site of the construction. The homeowner informed police officers they did not know Andy Dick. He didn't have permission to be on the property. And that was probable cause. They arrested Andy Dick on the site. On the site, and as of right now, he still remains behind bars. I guess he's not quite able to reach that bail, which was set at fifty thousand dollars. Oh wow! So, wow. Uh, and knowing him, he probably was. He didn't need it for anything. He was just doing it because that's something he would do. Probably just, just to th do it for no reason. He thought that would be a, a lark or something. Yeah. Or he is in desperate need and he's going to sell the power tools for drugs. Maybe. Which also I wouldn't put past him. However, uh, Andy's lawyer <clears throat> says additional facts will come to light supporting Mr. Dick as the case moves forward. What's his claim? I can't imagine <laughs> that he had a friend of his who was trapped under some two-by-fours and he needed a circular saw to free him to save his life. I don't know what, it, what kind of <laughs> circumstances could you present that people say, okay, I can see why you took the power tools. Oh, man. We'll have to wait and see. 
And yesterday we were talking about the memoir from Matthew Perry about yeah. his struggles with opioid addiction. Right. Another day, another celebrity memoir, and another case of addiction, sadly. Tom Felton, who of course starred as Draco Malfoy in yeah. the Harry Potter films, he's got a new memoir out called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. And in that book, he discusses some of his darker moments with his success as a child actor. He said, I went from not being particularly interested in drinking to having a few pints a day before oh. the sun had even gone down, and then a shot of whiskey to go with each of them, and eventually oh, the problem became deeper and deeper, so much so that those around him had to stage an intervention, including his lawyer, who had never met Tom face-to-face -face until the intervention. Mm. But he saw the, uh, saw the problem and thought it was worth showing up for. He pulled Felton aside and said, Tom, I don't know you very well. You seem like a nice guy. All I want to tell you is that this is the 17th intervention I've done and I've been to in my career. 11 of those people are now dead. Oof. Don't be the 12th. And Felton eventually chose to get help. He said it was the hardest decision he ever had to make. But uh, it's important sometimes to stand up. Put your hand up and say, I'm not okay, and reach for help. And now at 35, he's uh, he's in recovery and apparently doing well. Yeah, that's good. So just goes to show you, folks, fame and fortune, sometimes it's more burden than it is a blessing. Especially at that age. Yeah, that's hard being to Being a kid, yeah. oof, yikes. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on October 21st. Keyboardist Manfred Mann, who started, of course, with the Manfred Mann Earth Band and then shortened the name of his band simply to Manfred Mann. He's 82 years old today. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Joyce Randolph, the last surviving cast member from The Honeymooners, is 98 years old today. My God. She played Trixie on that show, wow. Ed Norton's wife. Yeah. Steve Cropper, the great Steve Cropper, not only of the Blues Brothers Band, but also of the legendary Booker T and the MGs. He's 81 today. song makes me want to drive in slow motion with sunglasses on. <laughs> I don't know why. Everett McGill from Twin Peaks is 77. Singer Elvin Bishop is 80. Jeremy Miller, one of the little kids on Growing Pains, is 46 years old. Oh, my God. Right? Wow. Singer-bassist Nick Oliveri of Queens of the Stone Age is 51. We get some rules to Twilight director Catherine Hardwick is 67. TV judge Judy Scheinland. Judge Judy. She's yeah. 80 today. You're an idiot! I'm I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm just so angry. Wishing you a happy birthday. She's a rich lady, so angry. Guitarist Steve Lukather of Toto is 65. Oh, 
porn star Kim Kardashian is 42 years old today, <laughs> and guitarist Charlotte Caffey of the legendary Go-Go's turns 69. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays today. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now here he is with the last UK update of the week. It's our very own... Steve. Steve. Steve Ashton. At this point, just call me Fifth Wheel, right? Oh, um, God. Just, no, because you do... You've, you've like... You... <laughs> Someone's... Someone else, my my dear dear close friend Zach Briley, sent in a, 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 a series of names, and you just repeated them, right? You didn't, you didn't come up. You fucking sitting there with your fucking what's that hat you've got on right now? That's a Philadelphia Eagles uh, cap I'm wearing right now. You sit there with your Philadelphia Eagles hat. You have not in all of the in all of the years that we have known each other. Yes, that I have contributed to this show <laughs> mm-hmm. on my on my own dime. Yes, and you don't come up with one nickname for me. So fifth wheel. I think fifth wheel is is great. Um, my dear dear friend uh, Jessica Tittle. I think it's Jessica Tittle, right? Isn't it on on? Isn't it? Is it Tittle or Title? You tell me. It's your dear friend, Jessica. Jessica on on the <laughs> on the Patreon. Tell me Jessica. about your dear friend Jessica. But and every time I read her, and she's so supportive of me. Every time I see her, right, I always think I read her name, Jessica Tittle, and Jessica, sweetheart, I I. If this is your actual name, I'm so uh, apologetic. I always read it as testicle. It's Jessica <laughs> Little, and I'm and I'm I, and I apologize wholeheartedly. But anyway, so she came up with the name um, Spark, the Spark, the Spark. Because, you know, after what I said the other day, right? Yeah, you were the anyway, Spark that started the fire that led to the inferno that everyone else warms themselves by, if I remember correctly. Well done, you. Thank you. Sober for change. Hey, um, this show, <laughs> this show, Ralph. Right. Oh, this is a fucking good one, I think. This show makes the grapes of wrath. Grapes of wrath? Grapes of wrath. Wrath. Oh, Jesus. Wrath. Wrath. I've got a really painful shoulder, just to let you know. I've been fucking banging in ibuprofen for the last three fucking weeks. Yeah, what have you been washing it down with? What have you been washing those down with? This show makes the grapes of wrath look like, oh, this is fucking good. Low the moons of Yavin. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what that is, by the way? That's a Star Wars book, isn't it? I've been getting a lot of grief lately from the nerd race. Is it the race? Is it a race? Are they a race? A group? A community? Community, and I think. The nerd community. And I think that if if anything, uh, what I just said proves that I have nerd credentials. So if you get that reference, low the moons of Yavin, then email me. Um, without looking it up uh, before you know, emailing me to eddie at the Ralph Reports.com. <laughs> hey, this uh, Corden story is not going away, is it? No, it's a controversy. Dug out grand toilet at Coachella, James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> 
Imagine that, though. A fucking dugout ground toilet at Coachella. I don't want to. Full of vegan shit. Oh. Is there any worse kind of shit than vegan shit? Anyway, he's in the news. Uh, this whole thing. Um, so as we discussed on Wednesday, he was banned from a New York restaurant for being basically a dick. And then he was unbanned. Uh, but now people are piling in online about it. Um, Irish budget airline and quite frankly, fucking horrific experience, Ryanair. Um, they're uh, among the contributors to banning the shaved hippo. Um <laughs> You're about to take a drink. I fucking, you're about to take a drink and I have your coffee cup and you stopped. I almost did a spit dick. You could have done. Anyway, Ryanair's Twitter um, uh, said yesterday it had banned Corden and that was followed by many. <laughs> I'm looking at you now, look. We're on the Zoom. I had I'm to put the coffee down. At. Which bit are you laughing at? Shaved hippo still. Yeah. Because like, hippos aren't even particularly hairy. I know. They've got a bit of hair. Uh, Ryanair's Twitter account said that yesterday it had banned Gordon, and that was <laughs> followed by many wonderful people online saying, "Fucking pull it together!" All right, sorry, Armand, just for um, saying that he was banned from other places. Here are some of my favorites, by the way, Rob. Uh, James Corden apparently has been <laughs> has been banned from Spooky Island by owner Emil Monteverius. What Spooky Island? Spooky Island was the island which was the setting for the live-action Scooby-Doo 2 film. <laughs> and the other thing was played by Ron Atkinson. So he's banned from there. Uh, um, the dumping ground posted uh, by Tracy Beaker that he was banned from there. Tracy Beaker, by the way, is a British children's TV program from the early 2000s about a group of orphaned children. They've banned James Corden. Uh, James Corden has been banned from the general Yorkshire area. <laughs> Nowhere specific. It's the whole fucking county, which takes up about a third of the country. Uh, he's been banned from the Ghost Ministry, which nerds may recognize. He's been banned from Paddy's Pub, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's banned. <laughs> this is uh, has to be for my favorite. Uh, uh, He's been banned from the nightclub in Club Penguin. <laughs> did Livy used to play Club Penguin? Yes. So did my kids. Um, he's been banned from, um, uh, here's a good one, from making submissions to the shit London Guinness and Beautiful Pints social media accounts. <laughs> he's been banned from the Lucky Inn Dunglow. I think that's how you pronounce it, in County Down, Northern Ireland. He's been uh, banned from Fortnite. He's been banned <laughs> from dining at the M&M store after being <laughs> rude to the yellow M&M. <laughs> It seems, I, I, I don't know, I'm, it might be bold for me to say this. It, it seems like that finally people are coming around to the fact that Corden is somewhat of a shitbag. Yeah, finally. See, I'm ahead of the curve. I've been saying this for years. I, you know, I, I might run for prime minister of the United Kingdom. I think you have a shot. It's probably my turn, let's be fucking honest, um, given the fucking shitty state of affairs that the government is over here. It's either my turn like within the next couple of weeks or maybe sometime in November. Hey, let's end the week, as we always do, with some Bond news, shall we? Yeah, tell me about it. Hey, which Doctor Who, right, was in <laughs> line to be Bond? Yeah, I know, all right? 
fucking lots of swerve. Which Doctor Who was in line to be Bond? Do you think it was William Hartnell in like an early iteration? Was it maybe John Pertwee, uh, some kind of rampant sex crazed version, or maybe like rough and ready Christopher Eccleston in a like a Manchester based left wing anti establishment? Yeah, that one makes another sense. Word, to another me. word for iteration. I'm not sure what, the, and a different word for iteration. I should fucking search on it. Wait, wait, which who? Uh, I'm going to go with Eccleston. That sounds that sounds reasonable to me. David Tennant has revealed he was all I know he was almost cast as James Bond instead of Daniel Craig. What? Yeah, but he he's only just realised it. Um, the actor who is 51 apparently, which is only one year older than me. No, he's not. He's the fucking same age as me. I'm 51 too. <laughs> I fucking told you I've been taking so much ibuprofen. Um, uh, yeah, he'd apparently been in the dock about the mammoth opportunity until the directing told him that producers Barbara Broccoli and her half-brother Michael G. Wilson yeah, uh, had put him on the list of potential 007s. He was on the fucking list. But, but anyway, um, uh, during an appearance on uh, acting on the Acting for Others podcast, never heard of it, uh, he <laughs> said, um, I worked with that. Who's Scottish name? I got him. <clears throat> I worked with the director recently and had uh, worked with the Broccoli's who was like, yeah, you were on the list that time. And I was like, what time? What are you talking about? By the way, for fuck's sake, you fucking shitbag. <laughs> That's how they totally swear a lot. Um, he went, uh, yeah, the last time, I suppose it must have been uh, Daniel Craig. Before that, I would have been a child. I, I think it was quite a long list. And I don't think I was ever near the top of that, but apparently so. I can't really see him as Bond. Can you, Ralph? No, I can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a terrific actor and um, an all-round lovely guy, apparently. But I'm not sure he's a Bond, though. I mean, I, I would genuinely like to see... Oh, God, let me think of Doctor Who. I mean, Corden, right? I'd like to see... <laughs> I'd like to see... I'd like to, I would like to see Corden as Bond. I mean, like, let's say, do a remake, uh, and just hear me out on this, uh, do a remake of Goldfinger yeah. and let uh, him go through the laser thing. Fucking cut me out. Or, like, get, let, 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 finally, we all want to see this, uh, Rosa Klebb stab him with her shoes. Um, or let fucking Jaws bite him um, on his neck. Or basically any death. Corden... Bond death. Anyway, I'm going to go now, Ralph. Seeing as look, everyone is fucking cancelling and banning Corden. Quite honestly, I feel like my work here is done. So um, I'm going to be spending my weekend uh, magically uh, depositing dog excrement at Daniel Ratcliffe's house. Oh, shitty Armus. Uh, I'll talk to you again in a minute on the old video vault. Steve's right. He'll be joining us in just a moment with his pick from the video vault. As I mentioned, we're paying tribute to the late Robbie Coltrane, a terrific character actor. He will be missed. Time for us to open up the video vault here in the Batcave containing every movie ever made in the history of cinema. We're going to pick three of our films that feature performances of the great Robbie Coltrane. Let's open up the video vault.
I'm gonna go first, and today's Video Vault gives me an opportunity to talk about one of my favorite comedies that I believe is so underrated and appreciated. It's called Let It Ride from 1989, directed by Joe Pitka, starring the great Richard Dreyfus as an unsuccessful, habitual gambler who loves the horse races. He and his best friend, played by uh, David Johansson, a.k.a. Buster Poindexter. Terry Garr is in this film as his wife. Alan Garfield gives a great performance. It's a story of a guy who loses constantly, but on one magical day, he just can't seem to lose. He's having the day of his life. Yeah. And Let It Ride comes from the fact that he decides with each of his winnings on each of the races he bets on, he's going to take all of that money, put it on another horse, and just let it ride throughout mm. the day. Now, this film features a small but scene-stealing performance by Robbie Coltrane, who plays the ticket seller at the window that Richard Dreyfus goes to time and time again. Initially, Coltrane treats him like the loser that he is, saying, uh, the $5 window's over there. This is the $50 <laughs> window. But as the day progresses and the excitement builds around this remarkable day Dreyfus's character is having, the two form this unlikely bond and friendship that by the end of the film, they have this sort of this touching moment together where Coltrane is just rooting for his new friend to continue this remarkable streak of luck. Here's a little moment between Richard Dreyfus and Robbie Coltrane from Let It Ride. I know this for a living. I've known it for 15 years. Play the circuit. Mm. One track closes, another one opens. Some big places, some dumps. And I've met all kinds of characters. But believe me, pal, you are the champ. I really hope you win. Yep, you're the greatest I've ever seen. I'll tell my grandchildren about you. Thanks. It's such a sweet moment <laughs> at the uh, climax of the film. I won't spoil it for you, but if you've never seen Let It Ride, I really re uh, recommend you check it out. Uh, Dreyfus's performance is just comic brilliance, in my opinion. All right, next up is Steve Ashton. Coltrane, of course, a countryman of Steve. So I was curious to find out what film he was going to pick. Let's find out. You know, most people will know him for his roles in the children's film series uh, called Harry Potter. It's for children. It's for children! Um, which I'm obviously uh, indebted to remind people about. Um, yes. uh, it's very much written with those people in mind, children, that is. Uh, but what a great body of work this man has. One of my uh, favourites, and he, he's uh, over here, of course, in the UK. Um, he did a lot of TV, Right, and uh, one of the things that I absolutely loved him for was his appearances in something called the comic strip, which I highly, highly recommend everyone to go and uh, go out and see. It was full of people like um, uh, French and Saunders, and a lot of the young ones alum, like uh, Rick Mayle and Adrian Edmondson. But I've gone for what some people will be calling undoubtedly um, an Edwin Pence choice, the fucking. Uh, governor of Ghost Town or something, the fucking vanguard <laughs> vitriol webs. I've gone for 1983's Krull. Oh. Krull. It's a 1983 science fantasy swashbuckler. <laughs> a swashbuckler directed by Peter Yates and written by Stanford Sherman. And it follows a journey of Prince, 
Colwyn and his group of outlaws on the planet Kroll to save future princess Lisa from the beast and his constantly teleporting Black Fortress. Fucking none of those words really made sense. No, none of them. The film stars an ensemble cast, including Kenneth Marshall as Prince Colwyn, who went on, Ralph, for bonus points to do... Nothing? You're correct. Uh, Lysette (laughs) Anthony as Princess Lisa, who went to star in... Also nothing? Dracula dead and loving it. Oh. Trevor Martin as the voice of the beast. Freddie Jones as... You know? Why? (laughs) Fucking who cares? Bernard Breslau, who is famous for his roles in the bawdy British television comedies and and movie comedies, uh, the carry-on films, and Rel... Uh, as Rel the Cyclops and Robbie Coltrane. Fucking hell, we got to it eventually. Uh, Robbie Coltrane is in his uh, an early appearance and also for Liam Neeson. How long is it? <laughs> no, different show. Different show. Okay. Um, anyway, it's from 1983 and it's called Krull. It's fucking great. On a distant planet, a great kingdom was ravaged by beings came from the future to conquer the universe. Now, the only survivors follow a doubtful seer and a throneless king. They will hold her in the Black Fortress. You must have help. Fighters and brawlers. Desperate men. Those are the kind of men I need. Well, you heard him. We are now an army. (laughs) At the end of an impossible journey, they must fight an invincible enemy. Here's the knowledge you seek. I shall be your king. In the fortress, you will face more than the slayers. What is about to happen to them could never have happened on Earth. Columbia Pictures presents a world apart from anything you have seen before. Crawl. Wow, that was a shock to me that he would pick <laughs> Crawl. Now I I expect Eddie Pence to come up with yeah, Crawl, yeah. right? But not Ashton. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like I'm on an island here in the old video vault. All right, you're up. Try to outcrawl Steve Ashton if you can, Pence. I may, I may have. Oh, tell I me. Tell me. 1990s Nuns on the Run. Oh, sweet Jesus. Starring Eric Idle and Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, just a heartbreak just all over the place. Two of my favorite comic performers. What in, can go wrong? Oh, so much. Idle, Coltrane, nun outfits. So much it's, can go wrong. It's a perfect stew of comedy. Eesh. It's after they're, they're they play two uh, UK gangsters like low level gangsters. Right, their mob boss is killed. The new young guy comes in and takes over. They don't like him, so they kind of want to get rid of the get away from the whole gangster lifestyle and go to Brazil and live in peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. And they got to pull off one more job to try to get away. And Eric Idle falls in love and with a with a girl, and then they have to try to escape, and they dress up as nuns to get away. Yeah, and hang you out buried the lead there. There's two guys dressed as nuns well, through the whole goddamn movie. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, my God. The hilarity of guys wearing <laughs> nun outfits. Just sweet, sweet nuns. But it's a little movie. Yeah, it is. It's a little quaint 
charming movie. It sure is. It's little. The first part I'll give you. (laughs) Two great comic talents just saddled with this premise. It's just, it's just. Hey, they did it. So it's, it's not good. It's been done. Nuns on the run. Here's the trailer. You've been warned. Brian and Charlie were a couple of average, hardworking gangsters. Hit the dick when you're dead! You shot Louis, you twerp! Who'd had enough? I really hate this bank job. No insurance? No job security? You want to work for somebody else? No. No. Now, what we ought to do is steal the money for ourselves. Let go of me! You're trying to commit a major crime! No. Hold it! Are you off your trolley? Throw them bags over here. They'll need more than divine inspiration. We're out of gas! You stupid dummy! They'll need a miracle. What is this place? We'll never get to the airport. The place will be crawling with cops. What are we going to do? And what is your name? Sister Inviolata of the Immaculate Conception. And yours? Sister Euphemia of the Five Wounds. Five Wounds, for short. They're nuns undercover. I do a look. Do not usually wear makeup. It's our day off. Nuns in luck. We run a teacher training college for 18 to 22 year old girls. You have experience? Of 18 year old girls, yes, plenty. <laughs> but most of all, I want Brian and Charlie. They're nuns on the run. From now on, it's every nun for himself. (laughs) Yeah, of course they happen to work at a nunnery that also teaches 18 to 22-year-old girls. Of course. And so there have to be a lot of shower scenes where the nuns have to somehow, for some reason, monitor the girls showering. Someone could slip. It's just an embarrassment. Hit their head. The poor man just passed away, Eddie, for God's (laughs) sakes. Don't drudge up nuns on the run. (laughs) Hey, we can't look back the whole body of work and appreciate it. Then what was the point of even doing it? I suppose that's true. That's it for today's Video Vault. Let's close her up. And before we say goodbye, time to check in with my pal Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports and take a look at a few of the games in this weekend's NFL schedule. It's What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Jay, sadly, the Eagles aren't going to go 7-0 this week. They're going to take a little vacation. But I guess there's other teams in the NFL we can talk about. Well, you know, usually when this comes around, I, I, I say, hey, you know, Ralph, guess what? The Eagles aren't going to lose this week, but <laughs> right. this time around, it's like, no, wait a minute. I want to see them win again. You guys are doing so well. So, yeah, the, the bye week comes at a at an inopportune time for the Eagles' momentum. But, yes, there are one or two other teams to discuss. Speaking of the Eagles, real quickly, I thought it was interesting that Nick Sirianni, their head coach, has decided to make the team come in and work this week. They're not even going to get a legit bye. I guess they'll get healthy, but they got to look at game tape on the Steelers and all that other stuff. You know, I mean, I, I kind of I'm on board with that because the, the NFL season, it's what, 18 weeks, you know, 17 with the bye. You don't really want to go and, and go and hit the, you know, hit the slopes at Aspen or, or go <laughs> over to Monaco and watch a Formula One race or some shit like that. You want you want to stay focused. It's not too much to ask grown men to stay focused for for 18 weeks. So, yeah, I'm all on board with that. I suppose that's true. They are making a pretty good living, so I guess they can work for 18 straight weeks, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's take a look at the rest of the NFC East, starting with uh, our buddy Eddie Pence's commanders going up against a surprisingly struggling Green Bay Packers team. Yeah, this is the this is one of those uh, uh, get well sorts of games for the Packers. They've been they've been sucking. Honestly, they lose to the Jets. They they just haven't looked good. Aaron Rodgers has missed Devontae Adams. Uh, everything just absolutely looks like it's 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 on tilt for him right now. The 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 uh, reigning MVP. But as always, the Washington Commanders are good for what ails you. So this is the team <laughs> as as we have discussed many times that just is is a a slow motion train wreck. Now Carson Wentz is out. The, the great Taylor Heineke will be in at quarterback. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a crapshoot as to whether that's an upgrade or a downgrade at this point, but it's different. And that's what we know. Shockingly, Carson Wentz is injured and unable to play. <laughs> I, I, who could have seen this coming? I mean, he seems like he's the kind of guy that would get injured, say, in the Pledge of Allegiance or something. You know, just, just, you know, it just it, you, you hate to make fun of guys for being injured because obviously it hurts. You know, you and I would be just in agony in a fetal position doing one practice, not even not even taking one hit. But uh, but yeah, there are certain guys out there that just you know they, they seem to have just balsa wood bones, and and Wentz fits in that category. You mentioned the Jets, who went up against the Packers. And uh, successfully, they are a surprisingly strong team this year. Yeah, it's it's one of these things. They have the longest streak, and they have it by five years. Uh, and now that I mentioned it, they, they are they, it's against the team that they were playing or over the team that they were playing the longest streak without a playoff berth. The Broncos haven't made the playoffs since 2015. The, the Jets haven't made it since 2010. But uh, they're looking really good. You know, the, the Jets are always so much of a joke uh, that it's kind of the, the default easy sports writer joke to say, ah, it's, it's as bad as the Jets. All of a sudden, they're looking like they know what they're doing. You, you don't fake your way into beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And then this week, they've got the Broncos, who do not look like what they're, they look, look, look like they know what they're doing. Russell Wilson, just he, whatever he had in Seattle, he left it there because he just has no mojo whatsoever. They're two and four, and it's largely on the strength of their defense, certainly not because they're offensive genius. I'm shocked at the decline in Wilson's play. Was it just, was it Pete Carroll's system that propped him up or is he just, is he just struggling physically? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating to, to figure that out. And that's something we haven't, haven't really deduced yet. I mean, the last two big, big name quarterbacks to switch teams, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady immediately go and jump into a situation where they've got a strong team. What do they do? They go out and win a Super Bowl. Rust does that now. And, and he just doesn't seem to know which way to throw the ball. So he spent so much time to, the, the joke is, you know, the, to let Russ cook, he spent so much time trying to do that. And now all of a sudden he's cooking, you know, whatever hot dogs and bananas or something <laughs> like that. It's just, it's just a horrendous, horrendous concoction of, of mess that Denver really did not expect to, to have this kind of a, debacle out of him the Miami Dolphins they're going up against the Steelers what do you see there yeah this is a game that's it's one of these kind of get right games for the Dolphins they're they're, they're risking losing four in a row because they lost their quarterback to a tongue Valoa to a concussion and he, he lost him because he's gotten his bell rung a couple of times and the poor bastard looked like he did not know which planet he was on when he got hit the second time so he was playing very very well initially this is going to be his first game back theoretically on the other side of the ball, the Steelers have two different quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, and, and it's kind of a crapshoot as to which one of them is going to be playing, but it's probably going to be Pickett, but neither one of them is particularly dominating. The Steelers are, are at great risk of being uh, finishing under 500 for the first time in Mike Tomlin's career, and uh, it's, it's going to be... 
it's not really the game that I think that NBC executives wanted on Sunday night, but it should be interesting kind of despite itself, because you've got all these teams sort of backing into the, uh, into the game in a way that no one really expected. As good as a coach as Tomlin is, and I've always respected him and thought he did great work there in Pittsburgh. I think this is proof to all of us that if you don't have the pieces on the field, if you don't have the players, there's really not much you can do. Yeah, there's only so far that you can, you know, you could not run out a team of scrubs and, and expect to, to win multiple games. You know, they, they, one of my favorite stats was how, uh, one of my favorite anecdotes was how Sean Payton, the quarterback, the coach of the Saints, when he was suspended by the league, he went and took a bunch of sixth graders and he went and won the uh, the Little League Championship, the Pony League, whatever that was, because he's just a masterful coach, but you still have to have those pieces that can execute. I don't think he could take those. I mean, he might be able to beat the Carolina Panthers with those sixth graders, but <laughs> anybody beyond that, I don't think he's doing much in the NFC South. So, yeah, I mean, Tomlin is great. Um, you wonder if if people are too long in one place. That might be a situation where, where he is with Pittsburgh now. But yeah, it's it's a situation in Pittsburgh where it's it, you you do not have the, the players you need to compete at this level. As always, thank you so much, Buzz, for your insight. We're going to miss you next week. You're going off to Africa, which sounds exciting. Yes, I know a little bit of a safari. So I will I will report back. Assuming that there's not like one last picture on my uh, on my iPhone of, of teeth coming at me, <laughs> I will uh, I will report back and we will have joy. All right, stay safe, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, brother. And that's it for this week's programs. Thank you so much for joining us, kids. Hope you have a great weekend. Whatever it is you're going to do this weekend, have a blast. But please be safe so you can come back and join us on Monday. In order to do that, stay. Good in the hood. You got to take care of yourself because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha. So ha. I got it. Ha ha. Bye bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, men. <laughs> Belloc. Belloc.